0: All right, let's go to text messages and let's hear what you've got to say this morning. Uh, let me see. Blake, this one's for you. Oh, no. it's addressed address to you. Blake. Yeah? Stop complaining. You are still alive. It could be worse. Welcome to Australia. Was that from my wife? That was... From, <laughs> no, it wasn't from your wife. This, okay. was, uh, this was from somebody who was um, commenting on your... Scorpion, scorpion attack? Scorpion attack.
1: Yeah, well... Let me go drop so, a scorpion st- stop, down their and we'll stop see what say. Stop complaining.
0: You're still alive. <sighs> welcome Barely. To, welcome to Australia. Welcome oh, to Australia, This is from somebody who wasn't born in Australia as well. So Wha-
1: you know. What? <laughs> supposed to stick together here. What's going
0: on? Uh, okay, let's continue on here. The seven-foot millipede, considering the antediluvians. I nearly read antivenom. <laughs> I've still got <laughs> scorpions on my mind. <laughs> seven-foot millipede, considering the antediluvians were 10 to 15 tall not so big in the scheme of things still
1: that's huge 10 to 15 watts because if we're talking about australians they may not know about these these are feet Uh, feet.
0: (laughs) yeah no australians know what feet is
1: okay just checking i don't know like every time i talk about the temperature outside they're saying it's like 40 degrees and i'm like that's freezing (laughs) they're like no we're dying of heat and i'm like okay what's going on
0: yeah whatever (laughs) Okay, Um, abortions in Guatemala, this is great news. I wonder how many millions or billions of children have been killed through history. Only God knows. I'm pretty sure they will be in heaven, but God knows best, and he will do what is right. Love it. I believe that as well, too. Absolutely. God will always do what is right, and we will find out what is right when we get there. Um, And it will be exciting. The Bible says that, you know, we will grow up as lambs of the stall.
1: I I think, I also think there's like a prophecy, if I'm not mistaken, about um, where... Angels are handing back babies to their mothers at the second coming, so I'm I'm excited about that, like the reconnection that we see.
0: Yeah, well, regardless of whether you find that uh, explicitly stated in scripture or not, you know, it's pretty clear that that kind of thing is going to happen because you know, so many mothers who lost their babies, you know, they're going to be resurrected and or, or or translated a very different part of the world to where their 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 babies lie rest, and so mm-hmm. uh, how are they going to be connected together in that vast throng of the saved? Uh, they're going to the angels are going to literally go around. I do believe, and reunite families together again. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, it's going to be amazing. All right, let's get to our Bible study, Blake. You got a Bible there, I Numbers do. chapter twenty. Uh, we're going to start reading in verse one.
1: Okay, Numbers chapter twenty. And we will start
0: in verse 1. So, yes, yeah, since we're studying the book of Deuteronomy, we're going to read from the book of Numbers. Yeah, I was just
1: thinking, isn't this a study on Deuteronomy? But
0: it's so close. It's kind of been all the way through this particular Bible study on the book. Next time they give us a book, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start in verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1. There we go. And we're just going to work our way through. Work it
1: all the way. Okay.
0: And we will cover the 20 million movement Bible study because we will cover the book. <laughs> okay. That's what's going to happen. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there because Deuteronomy is so good. But it was kind of all over the shop, and there's just we've covered like five chapters of it. I feel, and there's a lot
1: of missing stuff. That's there's so much
0: missing, and it's just amazing.
1: Absolutely, but at least this book touches deuteronomy Ooh, yes, right? it does. so it's you right next. Believe to it. It does. so we're starting in uh, chapter 20 verse 1 go for it can i just say a quick word of prayer absolutely i always like praying before i read the scriptures father in heaven we just ask that you would give us wisdom and understanding as we as we read your word uh this morning on air and for all the listeners to come closer to you through the power of the bible in jesus name we pray amen amen so numbers chapter 20 starting in verse 1 how far do you want me to go just first one
0: Ah, keep reading until until I say stop. Okay. In
1: the first month of the year, the whole community of Israel arrived in the wilderness of Zin and camped at Kadesh. While they were there, Miriam died and was buried. Ooh, that was sad. There was no water for the people to drink at that place. So they rebelled against Moses and Aaron. Pretty typical.
0: The people blamed Moses. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I think you're being a bit hard on them. No, I'm saying typical, they're typical always they rebelling. And I'm
1: not saying that it's only them because I do it all the time as well. So
0: I'm, I'm in the boat. Okay, I'm going to put you in their, in their shoes for a moment. So um, just yesterday I'll throw a story out there. It's a pretty serious story. We need to keep these people in our prayer. But there was a uh, couple of guys building a visitor's center. Um, I think it was the Bungle Bungles in Western Australia. And we're driving back. Wow. Car broke down. And uh, one of them died from dehydration that day. You know that's what the Australian Outback can do for you if you do not have water supplies. And so here you've got what a million million and a half people with no water. How long are they going to live? you can you can understand their anxiety. Okay, I, I can understand their anxiety when I see this right here. I mean you know you've got a certain amount of water that you bring with you, but how long is that going to last? They don't have the water transport that we have available today. That's true. And so, you know, you get that thirstiness in, in, in your mouth and you recognize, you look around and there's actually literally nothing to drink. And even if there was a small creek, that's going to be dried up in a second when you've got, you know, a million plus people present.
1: You know, when you, when you splash your face with water, uh-huh. you've just splashed my face with guilt.
0: Okay, I get it, Lyle. I'm sorry.
1: I shouldn't be so harsh on the extra with with
0: cold guilt. Yeah, just cold. No, lukewarm guilt. Lukewarm even worse. Uh, Okay, all right. But this is what this is what jumps out to me here is you know we often we 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 read all this in hindsight. Of course. You know, we know that Moses is going to get up there and we know that God is going to do a miracle and God is going to create a river big enough to supply water for a million and a half people. Right. That's a decent sized river. That's yeah. not just, that's not, that's no creek. That is a decent sized river that is going to be created here at this particular time. And so we're like, ah, oh, useless Israelites. But you know what? If I was there at that particular time, my anxiety level would be significantly high. And I'm not sure what I would have said. You're listening to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. Now of course we sit here and say, Well, I'd actually have trust in God. <laughs> and how many times have you and I not trusted in God, Blake? Over much less things than this. Uh-huh. Over much smaller or lesser uh When levels I don't have an- a
1: microwave dinner in front of me. <laughs> you know, I just I totally I know. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting i 'm getting rebuked live on the air <laughs> <laughs> the sigh of <laughs> sigh of regret okay apologies to the nation of israel uh the people of the people of the Lord I get it i 've been in the same place,
0: but then again we shouldn't apologize because they should trust in God they should have God. Trusted- <laughs> Because they did go the red through the Red Sea. And okay, you, he flipped
1: on <laughs> me on the, in the middle of the story as well. Too, I'm going down the same road, and then boom, flips it. Now I'm, I'm guilty both ways. I can't wait here today, people. Yes, yeah,
0: so if you, if you have you ever been through the Red Sea? You know, come on, Blake. Please, can someone text some support? I'm
1: getting thrown into the bus with scorpions. I'm getting just just a tough day. I need a little uh, bit of support so here. What we do here on Friday? Text me, and, uh, man. Please help, people. All right. Please help.
0: Let's read. Let's read. I'm going to pick on Blake. <sighs> okay. No more for not going. the
1: next. I don't believe 30 it. Thirty seconds. <laughs> Maybe the next verse. The people blamed Moses and said, "If only we had died in the Lord's presence with our brothers." Oof. Ooh, okay. Wow. That's right. Why have. Why have you brought the congregation of the Lord's people into the wilderness to die along with all, your, all our livestock? Why did you make us leave Egypt and bring us here to this terrible place? This land is no grain, no figs, no grapes, no pomegranates, and no water to drink.
0: Wow. When you live in Australia, you really do understand the issue of water. Mm. You know, particularly if we go back a couple of years to when we had the drought and we had water restrictions. Absolutely. Everywhere. Yeah. It really does highlight just how critical this is. You know, they're, they're complaining about pomegranates and and uh, uh, figs and, and vines and so forth, but you can do without pomegranates and figs and vines and food for a fair chunk of time. Right. Uh, well, I think a, it's the
1: rule of three, right? Have you heard of the rule of three? Uh, I'm not sure. Go for it. So you've got... In a survival situation, you've got the rule of three. You can go about three minutes without air. Okay, yes. You can go three hours without proper shelter before you get the hypothermia in certain situations. You can go about three days without water.
0: Unless you're in Australia. Or Yeah. I mean, in Australia, you can do that if you start off well hydrated and you are careful and you stay in the shade and you don't exert yourself et cetera, et cetera.
1: It's the rule of three on averages. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you've got the three weeks without any food, essentially.
0: Yeah, okay, so that makes sense. It's, I mean,
1: those are just averages. Some people can go more or less, okay. but that's a, that's kind of the rule of three in survival. So in yeah. the order of making sure you're breathing, making sure you have shelter, making sure you have water, making sure you have food, it's in that order. Yes. Yeah.
0: We always think about food first, don't we? Oh, I think about food all the I time. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> See I didn't I didn't even pick on you this time. It's just the you truth. That's
1: just the truth. I'm thinking about but it right think, now. you think about
0: survival in the first the first place your brain goes is food. Yeah. True. Whereas the first place that your brain should go is am I breathing? Yes. Oh that's a good start. If you're not breathing you're in <sighs> you're not thinking you are in yeah. immediate trouble. Yeah. Um the second stage is shelter. Mhm. Yeah. You know and this, was, know, this, this no one was the,
1: thinks about that.
0: This was the problem with the guys in the Bungle Bungles. They tried to walk out. The car broke down. They tried to walk out. If they'd have stayed in the shelter, if they'd have laid in the shade underneath their car... Walked at night. Walked at night or just waited. They probably would have survived three days, you know, with the with the water that was in their body... Yeah. Um, ...if they had not exerted themselves and stayed in the shade.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Well... I don't know about absolutely, but it would have increased the likelihood. Yes, let's let's do that.
0: Depending on how much alcohol they'd been drinking the night before, yeah. In the, which case, well, that dehydrates you. Or, 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 or coffee.
1: Yeah, that both of those things dehydrate you. They so, dehydrate
0: you. Man. If you had coffee, energy drinks, alcohol, you're done.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. And yeah. and a lot of people, and I, I mean, in the general sense, people who have gone drinking the night before drink a bunch of coffee to sober up the next day to get the thing done that they need to do. So they would have been, could have been hyper. Uh, dehydrated. dehydrated, yeah, yeah. Which, which makes sense. You can die in a
0: lot less than eight hours Absolutely. in those kind of uh, circumstances. All right, where are we up to? Um, verse six. Verse six. You want me to keep going? We got way sidetracked here.
1: Um, <laughs> but I think those were helpful survival tips
0: for people. So. That's, that's what we do here on The Breakfast Show. <laughs> survival in physical life and spiritual life. It's summertime. We need to talk about these things at Christmas time. You might be stuck somewhere without water. Yeah, it's
1: so, so weird when we talk about Christmas and hot. I've lived here for like almost 15 years and I still... When I think Christmas, she has been here
0: 27 years, and it still doesn't feel like Christmas. I know it's so crazy. at summertime. That's <laughs> just weird, isn't it? Christmas is about snow. I've had Christmases in the United States. I've had Christmases in the Northern Hemisphere when it's freezing cold and miserable and snow everywhere, and it's just like it's beautiful. Horrid. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Verse six. Yes. Moses um, and Aaron turned away from the people. And went to the entrance of the tabernacle, or the sanctuary, where they fell face down on the ground. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord said to Moses, You and Aaron must take the staff and assemble the entire community. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there, and it will pour out its water. You will provide enough water from the rock to
0: satisfy the whole community and their livestock. Okay, so how do, you, how do you think Moses and Aaron are feeling right now? So let's say that you're in charge of, you know, so, so you're, you're the pastor of Raymond Terrace Church, mm-hmm. Raymond Terrace Mission. Yeah. Um, and let's say that you take them on a church camp uh, and let's say, hey, you know what, we're going to have an adventurous church camp this year. We're going to cross the Simpson Desert. <laughs> so you all getting four-wheel drives and you head out across the Simpson Desert. Uh, let's say, say you take one of the more remote lines where there's not so many people And let's say that uh, you know there's a bit of a disaster happens, Uh, your vehicles break down, you'll get bogged, whatever it might be, and you're suddenly stuck there, and they are all out of water, and they are looking to you to provide it. To you're the leader of this group, you're the one who's responsible. And what have you got Raymond Terrace, like 60, 80, 100 people there?
1: Yeah, we got 90 members, but probably about 70 people come at each. 70 people. So
0: let's say that you are now responsible for the lives of 70 people stuck in the outback in blazing heat with no water. Mm. How are you feeling at this particular point? Put yourself in those shoes. Yeah. See, this, so this is all about... I'm just sort of jumping into different people's shoes. You know, I jumped into the into the shoes of the Israelites a minute ago. Like, okay, I've got a family and we're here in the wilderness and there is no water and there's like a lot of us and that means that we're going to need a lot of water and yeah. our supply lines have completely run out.
1: But now you're in the shoes of the leader thinking now you're responsible for all this water that has run out as well yeah. too. That You know, that's the thing about leadership that's real tough is when things are going good... You you got if you're a good leader you give you give credit to everyone or you give credit to others and when things are going bad if you're a good leader you take the blame on yourself yes. and it's like it's the most thankless job <laughs> that's <laughs> the whole like, point of yeah, leadership leadership is like hey everything's going good great job team everything's going bad my fault it's on me I've messed up somewhere along the way and that's why a lot of people don't want to be leaders and the people who are leaders. Need lots of prayer. So,
0: if you know any leaders, maybe at Raymond Terrace Mission, please pray for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you you put yourself in those shoes, and suddenly you'd be feeling the stress. You'd be feeling the anxiety. Your anxiety levels would be very high. I mean, you've reading been reading recently uh, um, Sun Tzu, who talks about military matters. And uh, the good book, you know, uh, books are sorry, book not books. Military campaigns are won and lost based on supply lines, hundred percent. And these guys have been led into an area where their supply lines are completely dry. Yeah, they've got you know at the most they've got twenty four hours worth of supply left. That's it, and. Uh, no competent leader, particularly a military leader, because Moses was a military leader. He was, he was, was well trained until the age of 40 to be a general. That was actually his training. And so he understands the concept of supply, understands very well that, you know, a military campaign is one or lost based on supply. And under God's direction, God has led them to this area where there is no supply. They have no supply lines.
1: And I would even say he understood that so well that God had to train him for another 40 years to unlearn. How to trust in himself and how to trust in his military uh, cabal, uh, capabilities and supply train lines, right? So, like the wisdom the the wisdom of man is the foolishness of God, right? And so, like the wisest things that we can do, which make perfect sense in the in these supply lines, God is saying, no, no, you got to trust me in the desert without any like supplies, without any hope of anything, and then they come crawling to God. Literally, if I'm not mistaken, I think that they they knelt down before him at the tabernacle there. And they um, come crawling to God, seeking for answers in a situation filled with questions, without any solutions. And then God says, hey, speak to the rock. And, And that's an important point we'll get to later. Speak to the rock, and I will provide what you need. So I think the lesson there is God is inviting us. To ask for our needs to be supplied by Him, and that's what Faith FM is all
0: about. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sort of sitting here reading this story. It's it's kind of muggy. Yeah, and the story is just making me thirsty. Oh, I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm just like,
1: just dying of thirst. Well, not really, because now that I've read this story, I feel bad saying that I'm dying of
0: thirst. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's what we've done so far. We've, put our, we've, we've endeavored to put ourselves in the shoes first of the Israelites. I'm there, I'm an Israelite. Right, so we put okay, ourselves into the shoes then. of the Israelites. You, you're there, you've got a family. You look around, there's a million people to be supplied with water, and there is none. Mm-hmm. You've got, say, eight, you and your family have got about eight hours to live. Oh, I thought you were going to say we had eight kids. But okay.
1: You've probably got you've probably got, got eight kids and eight hours to live. That's
0: probably how it's going to be. Okay. Okay, so there's the first point. Then you put yourself in the shoes of the of Moses and Aaron, who yep. are the leaders, and you're a leader. You know what it's like. You know the anxiety that is created when the entire church looks to you to solve a particular problem. And here you've got not just, you know, seventy, eighty people looking to you to solve a problem, now you've got one and a half million people looking to you to solve a problem. Right. Um, that's pretty stressful. And it's a big problem. You know, it's a lot easier to solve water, say for instance, for seventy people than it is for one and a half mil- million people. I
1: think that's how all problems work. All
0: right. <laughs> all right. So you, you, we, we put ourselves in those shoes, and it's like, yeah, I can understand their anxiety. I can understand their for sure. their stress. I can un- even understand why they're they're saying bad things and they're rebelling against God. But then, the oh. flip side of the coin: what did they eat for breakfast that morning? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you do.
1: I do? Did I just read it? No. They ate manna. Oh, they, okay, manna. Sorry, I thought this was the pigeon time. So, no, it's no. not the pigeon time. So
0: It's not the quail. The, 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 <laughs> the quail,
1: sorry, the quail time, yeah. So they, they just had manna this morning. So. They had
0: manna that morning. Where did that manna come from? Heaven. From God.
1: <laughs> well, so they had manna that
0: morning, and then they rebel <laughs> that day. By brunch. By brunch, they are <laughs> rebelling against God. Oh. Okay, so, so. I do that too, though. So, so, so yeah, uh. but let's, let's continue this. Then you've got Moses and Aaron who freak out and they go to God and they're stressed out and they are pleading with God and they're like, these people are rebellious and what are we going to do? But then they've got to remember that they came through the Red Sea.
1: Absolutely.
0: They saw the plagues in Egypt. In fact, somebody texted through water problem is anything too hard for God? Remember what God did to Egypt. Yeah, true. They obviously forgot. Now, okay, so it's been a fair chunk of time since they were in Egypt. I get that. But even still, they walked through the Red Sea. Have you ever done that?
1: No, I haven't. I mean,
0: you and I, we've seen the power of God. Yes. But not at that scale. No, no. I mean, these people have seen it at a scale that is beyond imagination. And so you can put yourselves in one set. Of, you can put yourselves yourselves in their shoes from the perspective of I have a family. I've got eight kids here, and we've got eight hours to live. That's pretty stressful. But then you put yourself in the flip side. We had break, manna for breakfast this morning. That's right. God obviously hasn't forgotten where we are. The manna didn't fear, didn't land where we were yesterday. It landed where we are today. He knows where we are. He knows we're out of water. He doesn't want us to die because he provided food. Clearly, he's going to provide water.
1: Yeah, and I I feel like before, now I feel really bad before what I said because I realize I ride the, we call it the emotional roller coaster. I ride that thing all the time. I'm doing loop-de-loos, ups and downs, come up to the very top, slide down real quick again. And what the devil does is he takes those emotions yes. and he uses them to steer us away from God all the time. Mm-hmm. And so anytime you can create fear or panic, might have been remembered the last 24 months. He drives us, anxiety, uh, he drives us away from relying on God and depending and trusting on God. And so here we have a pandemic fear situation that Moses and Aaron are going to the Lord and saying, hey, we need help. But in his goodness and in his grace, he provides a solution.
0: I like what you say about a pandemic fear, because you ever noticed how contagious fear is?
1: Yeah, it's a virus. That's you know, the real I virus. Was, I was
0: in Sydney for the last couple of days, and you know the thing that shocked me was that like half the people, half the population of Sydney, is still wearing a mask.
1: Yeah, no mandate, but
0: no mandate, still wearing a mask. You know, we had to go get tested because we we're going to Tasmania, and you know it asked, "Have you been in these high risk areas?" And I ticked like a quarter of them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've been in all of them, um, and so we had to go and get tested because you could have a valid test to be able to get into Tasmania. And when we when we did, you know, we were lining up with people, and and you know, it's like, why are you getting tested? Oh, my baby has a sniffle. And I'm like, really? Yeah. You know, the level of anxiety is just so incredibly high, and uh, um, and, and this is the thing with anxiety, fear and anxiety is contagious. Fully. We have not just a COVID pandemic, which is a very real pandemic, very nasty bug, but fear is a very real pandemic and a very nasty bug as well. Absolutely. And both of them will kill you. Mm. And this is what God is saying in this passage, is you do not need to fear. Mm. You do not need to live with anxiety. For I am with you. God has not forgotten you. He didn't forget you yesterday. He won't forget you today. He didn't forget you at breakfast time this morning. He was still there, and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Amen. And if we can learn to trust in God, we can be anxiety-free.
1: Mm. I think, too, uh, I'm, I'm reminded of when we think about how faith works, if you're not putting it to practice with the little things, when the big things come, you're, you're unfit for your faith to be put into action and so trusting god with all the little things in life prepares you for the water shortages the pandemic fear the the big viral issues of this world and god is inviting us to have that daily experience with him to say all the little stuff, give that to me as well too so that you can handle the big stuff when they come as well.
0: All right, we're going to finish off this story with a little bit of time left. I want you to read for us verse Eight to 13, please.
1: Okay, here we go. Uh, you and Aaron must take the staff and assemble the entire community. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there and it will pour out its water. You will provide enough water from the rock to satisfy the whole community and their livestock. Verse 9. So Moses did as he was told. He took the staff from the place where it was kept before the Lord. Then he and Aaron summoned the people to come and gather at the rock. Listen, you rebels, he shouted. Must we bring you water from this rock? Then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with the staff, and water gushed out so the entire community Their and their livestock drank their fill. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel, you will not lead them into the land I am giving them.
0: It's pretty tough right here. Um, Unfortunately, we're going to leave our Bible study here and we're going to move on with uh, the show. We're going to pick this back up again tomorrow. We're going to ask the question, was God too tough on them? I mean, they didn't do what God said. God said, go speak to the rock. They hit it. Moses hit it twice Mm. with his rod. Water came out, and water was provided, but they did not believe and trust in God, and they, and, and Moses lost it at this particular point. Some serious, some serious lessons to be learned right here. We're going to pick them up tomorrow. We're going to continue on with this. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We have here somebody texting through to say that perfect love casts out all. Fear. And mm-hmm. you know, we talked a lot, a lot about anxiety this morning and dealing with anxiety. And so Sky's texted this one through to say that perfect love. And so if you're dealing, if you're struggling with anxiety today, remember the perfect love that Jesus has for you. Absolutely. Cast out all fear, all anxiety. Beautiful. What's our? It's now time for our question of the day.
1: All right. Our question of the day. I'm, I'm, I got mixed feelings on this one. You you know my mixed feelings, but here's a question. Why do people use Christmas to spend money on each other when a baby dies every, well they're saying 3 seconds from hunger. But we fact-checked it. It's every 4 seconds, which doesn't really make it any better. I don't know
0: that that's making any difference. Yeah, but I just wanted to, we just
1: wanted to make sure we did do the fact-checking and I'm still sad 3 or 4 seconds that is actually just a, a terrible terrible news. What are your it's, thoughts? Okay, so
0: this is this is definitely a uh, a wake up call, I think, for all of us at Christmas time. So true. It's a you know it's it's, it's, it's the biggest um, sort of like bucket of cold water at Christmas time as well, when we're all enjoying each other's company and enjoying remembering the birth of Christ and hanging out with family and so forth and worshiping together, which is fantastic. Um, and particularly because this Christmas is going to be on a Sabbath, so it's going to be a great time to have worship together. It. But at the same time, it's definitely a wake-up call, and it should make us stop and think, and so and say this: Okay, what are we doing at Christmas time? Is it just about us? Is Christmas just about me, or is Christmas Christmas about others? Mm. And I would say this: that the focus of our Christmas should always be on others and not ourselves. I mean, David talked about this. This was his primary theme uh, during the interview of the day, uh, particularly talking about lonely Christmases if we make others our focus we will have the best christmas and so if it's just about all about me what am i getting for christmas what presents am i going to get what is there under the tree you know what uh you know what what family will i get to hang out with etc 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 christmas won't be as fulfilling for you and that's not what christmas is all about christmas is actually about helping out underprivileged people less privileged people than ourselves and so i'd encourage every church because you know this Christmas is on Saturday, so the Adventist churches will be having uh, worship service. Yeah, this is an opportunity to make a sacrificial gift to charity.
1: Ooh, absolutely. So I'm
0: talking about a sacrificial gift. A sacrificial gift is a gift that you give until it hurts a bit. Yeah, you know, it, it's actually a sacrifice. You know, a handful of coins in an offering bag is not a sacrifice. I'm talking about a sacrificial gift. It now is the time to make a sacrificial and there are so many good charities out there. Pick your favorite one that is doing, you know, amazing things. And of course, you know, solving world hunger is one of like a billion things that our world needs fixed right now and one of incredible importance. Um, and so there are lots of places where you can give to go towards that kind of a cause. Um and and I would say, you know, this is this is your opportunity right now. Organize something at your church, do it in an organized way, have a sacrificial offering.
1: That's great advice, Lyle. I strongly recommend our listeners to make a sacrifice this Christmas. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one-eight hundred Faith FM.
0: Producer Shell just to find for us. Um, on the tablet right here what we are giving away for free uh, so that I can tell you all about it. But just a quick message from Blake. Blake has had to duck out a little bit early today but uh, we're super thankful that Blake is able to be with us this week. I hope that you are enjoying his content. He just wanted to say that he loves you guys and that he appreciates you very much and he's looking forward to being back on radio again tomorrow morning. Um, So that's what's happening there. We're going to be having over the next uh, few weeks, of course, it's the end of the year so we've got lots of volunteers coming. Coming in, we hope you enjoyed uh, having Rick earlier on, and uh, we've got a few new surprises for you in the new year. But right now, we have, of course, as you go through this day, we like to remind you, as always, to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ.
1: you